evening, my Rabbi Isai. We're holding here at the end of Perek Hamishi. We discussed money last night. I, I see some people want to do it again, like discussing money. <laughs> okay, let us on, move on now to other areas that Chavisavavah says we should reflect and examine about Hashem's greatness, His wisdom, and His chesed in this world. Let us analyze things that are there, that are given for the kiyamagufais, for the sustaining of a person's guf, physically to, to be sustained in this world. And it allows him to be in existence until the time for him to comes to depart from this world. And Timtsoim Berav Uvamat. We find some things, there's a, an abundance of it, there's plenty of that, of that item, and other things are very scarce, very little of that item. And if we analyze this, and again, this is not uh, rocket science, as we say, it just takes a little bit of his bainanus, it takes a little bit of thought that, hey, why is this? You know, why do we have this phenomenon that of certain things we have an abundance, it is plentiful, wherever you want it, you can get it for free. And other things are harder to obtain. And other, yet other things are very hard to obtain, and only you only have a little of it. So why is this phenomenon? So the Chavisavava says it's all in accordance to the necessity of that item to people. If you have a great need for it, then Yemazuman Vinimsa, it will be available. It will be found. And anything that we can exist without it, Ulis Akev Zulosoi. But not there's no harm if we don't have it. So then obtaining it and finding it is going to be more difficult. And even the opportunities to try to obtain it and try to get it is also going to be much less. So, let's go into the practical examples. And examples of this week is Ho'avir Hanishaf. The air that we breathe. Because it is impossible to exist without it. Sho'achas, not even for a moment. Bishumponim. Absolutely impossible. Nebuch, we saw this in, during the, uh, during that uh, epidemic of of uh, corona, and people were just gasping for air. They didn't have enough air. Their lungs were not able to just breathe enough air, and many perished. So because air is something that we need at every moment of our existence, Hashem made it be existing in the world. And He provided for it, and He made it accessible without anybody stopping it. From every person, no matter where you live. It doesn't matter if you're in Antarctica, doesn't matter if you're in Philadelphia, B'nai Brak, doesn't matter where you are. There is air to be had. You don't even have to pay for it. Truth be told, you even go down the block to the gas station, they don't even charge you for the air for your tires. All right, it's a different thing. So, the, the pshat is, says the Rebbe Zavavis, where every person, no matter which place, and in every every period of time, every time of the world. So this is a, a fact of life, and it's just taking a little bit 
of a, of a reflection on it and seeing, hey, why is that so? The answer is because people can't live without breathing air and therefore Hashem says it's available to everybody at all times. Since the necessity to have water to exist is also pretty high up there in the need column. But you could exist, at least for a certain amount of time, you certainly could exist without it. Okay? Because that's the case. Certainly more than you could exist without air, right? You could go a few hours without water. You could even go a couple of days without water. The Gemara says not more than three days. But can't go three minutes without air. So Shilcham Abir Hashem sent out water all across the globe. He gathered them in where places where animals go there. And the, the, basically the water, it's not inaccessible. It's not in every single place. It's not, no matter where you are, there are places you get water and you obtain it and get it, but it's easily obtainable. Sometimes you have to pay for the water. Uh-huh. That we know. You know? Sometimes a bottle of water can be expensive. You're, you're, you're hiking in a desert and you need some water now. And he's the only guy around with water for another 10 miles. Uh, he could charge you an arm and leg. But that's not the way it is with air. So air is free. Shem says, air, you need to exist. I give that to you for free. And this is part of Hashem's way of talking to us and telling us, look, things that you are going to need for your very existence, I provide it to you easily for free to obtain. Things a little bit less, so you have to do a little work to have, but the, the fact of the matter is, you can get water almost anywhere. Some people can get the water easier than others. But air is equal, equally obtainable and found to everybody. Everybody gets the same. I guess, you know, higher altitudes, lower altitudes... There's less air to breathe, but it's it, the air is there to be had and to breathe. And since there was a need also to have food, you could exist without food for a good while. And you could also have some substitute for food. Certainly a lot more than existing without water and without air. So because of that, therefore, to obtain food, it's even more difficult. And its availability is also a little bit more scarce than it is for water. But still, and all, it is quite available. It's not like it's not, obviously there are times where there's a famine, there's a scarcity, but Generally speaking, Hashem provides food obtainable to all people and all of living beings. So too, when it comes to protecting ourselves with clothing, from leather, wool, or the various things that grow that we can use to protect us with, with, with clothing, you certainly could find substitutes more than food. Therefore, obtaining them is a little bit less. It will take more time. 
because a person can exist without them. You can also do with much less for a longer period of time. So much more obviously, a person can go weeks, sometimes months, even if he only has just a shirt on his back. He can't do that with food. Certainly not with water. Certainly not with air. And therefore, everything that is more more of a necessity to be had, Hashem makes it more available. But precious stones, and gold, and silver, other things that we mine from mountains or quarries, the need for them by themselves intrinsically is very little. The benefit that we can have from actual gold and silver, actual precious stones is very little. As we explained last night, that that was part of the craze that Hashem put into the human being's psyche. That they want money, they want gold and silver. Is that You can't eat gold and silver, it's not going to make you less hungry. It's not going to heal a wound. If you have a bleeding ulcer, a million dollars is not going to do anything for you. So that still, Hashem made it that we want money. And money makes the world go round. And people want to sell things to, for, for money. They want to obtain money. They want to try to amass money, which makes no sense from a logical standpoint, but that's the way Hashem made it. But still, the necessity of it intrinsically is so much less than air, food, water, and clothing. Therefore, like we explained last night, says it's only it only even makes sense that people want it because there was an agreement that this is something we want, which was put in by Hashem Himself. So therefore, therefore we don't find it by most people, a lot of that, it's gold and silver. But yet food, everybody has food. This is for the reason that we explain, because you can do without it. Obviously every person needs money to obtain the, the, uh, the food, the clothing that he needs, but even a bare, a bare minimum of them is sufficient. So after discussing all of these various aspects, starting from the creation and dealing with the human being himself and how his digestive system works and how the fingers and the teeth and the tongue and the mouth, how that all works and the, the, the mechanics of it gleaning the the greatness of Hashem and the wisdom that Hashem had in everything we discussed at length, the brach of Asher Yotzar, which brings out this point of how mafli lasish Hashem does wonders every time a person's digestive system is able to work. And then we talked about, that was the physical aspect of the person. Then we talked about the nefesh part, the nafshias part, the spiritual side of the person, about memory and forgetfulness and writing and being able to understand and communicate with people. And then we got into the uh, the fact that we have Torah is one of the great things we have to reflect upon. The fact that we exist uh, one sheep among 70 wolves and so on. And then he talked about the general things in the Bria. And finally we got to this point of things that are necessary Hashem provides freely and easily as opposed to things that are not so necessary. And we see that from Hashem's message. Praised is the, the Creator, the Wise One. 
who has compassion and mercy over his servants. His eye is always on us for good. Whatever is beneficial for them. There is no God like him. There is no God other than him. But to, to think about what we think of sort of as a, as a, as a deity, as someone who could provide, even if you would think, wow, this, this great person, this great thing could provide to me, there's no one that compares Takhanj Baraku. Kemoy Shamalayoina, cite this buzzing, like Hashem told Yoina. At the end of the story of Yoina, he lays down, it's hot, there's a tree there, and then there's a, a plant that grows, and a worm that's there. The plant was growing and then the sun came and it beat down and it died. And Nyoina felt bad. So Hashem says, You're taking pity on this kikayin over here. You didn't put any effort into it. You didn't raise it. You didn't make it grow. It came over and just the came into being one night and then it it expired and deceased overnight. Hashem says, should I not take pity over this tremendous city, Ninveh? So you see that Hashem, in everything that He does, it's all for His compassion over the people. And this is even non-Jews. Hashem is good to everyone. Toiv Hashem Lakoil. David Amela said, Hashem is good to everyone. That means if anything goes wrong in our lives, we should know that it's good. Hashem is only good to everyone. And he takes compassion over all of his creatures. That's a fact, David Amela says. So anything that we think that, wow, that was that was very harsh, Hashem. That was with strict judgment. Hashem is really, that was with compassion. The most compassionate thing that I can do sometimes to a person is indeed give him a patch. Isn't that true? When we deal, when we dealt with our own children, or we deal with our own children, yeah, and sometimes you have to give them a patch. Why? That's very harsh. Because you know it's going to teach them for the next time. So you have great mercy on them because when they ran into the street not looking both ways and one was hit by a car, you go, you give them a, a frask. Yeah? You smack them. They think that's the worst thing. My father must hate me. No, no, no. My father loves me because he's teaching me for the next time. So that's compassion. But Hashem is toiv Hashem la'kul v'rachem When he brings this post, the Mashiach said similar to what he broke before because it's not only to Jews. It's la'kul everyone. Al mass of all of his creatures, Jews and non-Jews alike. That's the Metzias, that's the essence of Hashem. He only does what's good, and he only does what's compassionate and merciful for people. Agutanacht.